Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Candace Parker is along with us tonight. And moments ago, Kristen Ledlow. Parker, what a look inside. Kristen Ledlow is on our sideline with the terrific Candace Parker. I'm Kristen Ledlow. I'm Candace Parker. And this is Ledlow and Parker. Ledlow and Parker is back with episode two from our home to yours. And I've officially debunked the theory that if I ever spent more time at home, I would eat healthier and exercise because I have nothing but time. And apparently that's not what I've chosen to do. And officially I've debunked the theory that I'll do it when I have time because all the things that I said I would do when I had time, my closet is still a mess. My office is still a mess. Yeah. So yeah, not going to happen. Clean out, the, clean out the closet, though. That's next on my to-do list. That's next on mine. Is it? Yeah. Have you been finding other things, though, to help delay that process? Like, oh, well, you know what? I think I also have to do something significantly less important than clean out the closet. You know what I really have found, though? I, I, the theory of if I had time, I would cook more is true. Same for me. Because I actually genuinely enjoy it. Like, I'm enjoying cooking. What have you been making? Everything. So we, my, Layla and I made this key lime pie out of Aisha Curry's cookbook. Yeah, I have her cookbook also. And I've heard that a lot of it is, like, really easy to do. And even if you're not an experienced cook, you it's can do it. seriously so easy and so fun. Uh, it doesn't take a lot of time. I don't like when it's, like, a lot of prep. No, me neither. That takes the fun out of it. If I know that this is going to take 50 minutes, then, Yeah. But I will say, like, I'm enjoying cooking, and I think, well, I hope it's going to carry over when all of this is done. I I hope to cook more at home. Some of it, I think, is just out of necessity. Like, obviously, we're not going anywhere, and all of the restaurants around us are closed, so we can't go out to eat dinner. So, all right, what's available? I'll make that. But I feel the same way. I hope that moving forward, it's something that, you know, I value more dinners in the kitchen and nights at home. And I've mastered the like cooking enough so you can have lunch the next day of what you ate for dinner. Yes. Because that's key. And so we've kind of like been able to kind of play with it a little bit. See, for me to be able to do that, I would have to master portion control in order to have leftovers. And thus far during quarantine, I have not mastered that. (laughs) I think the whole word for this quarantine has been like hashtag discipline because you realize you have not a lot. Great point. When you have endless amounts of time to fill, you come up with every reason not to do the things that are on that to-do list. Have you been the person that has stuff to do? Like, you know, even preparing for the show or looking through emails or something that you have to send back and you find yourself scrolling like Instagram or doing something like scrolling recipes and you're like, wait, 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 what am I doing? And then I'm yelling at my daughter to focus and I'm like, oh, right, that's me. We have no ability to focus anymore. Our attention spans have zapped to zero and all of a sudden our time is endless. <laughs> so it's like the so ultimate, excuses. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. I saw the funniest tweet. Someone asked what you'll never take for granted again after this is over. And of course there were a bunch of just really kind responses like hugs and, and time with family and friends outdoors. <laughs> Somebody said excuses <laughs> because that is the truth. Like no, there are it's... no more. Now you get an email that's like, are you available for a call at whatever time on whatever day? And it's like, well, you know that I am. <laughs> I have nothing here. No good reason to say no. It's true. Like the person that doesn't text you back, you know that they're not ever going to text you back. They undoubtedly do not want to text you back. They just don't want to. If though, because now we've seen a couple of weeks, this is what week three of us primarily spending time in our homes. If you were to be quarantined with anybody, now that you've seen kind of the quarantine routines, oh, the quarantine. I like uh, that. I was was trying to come. Yes. The quarantine routine. 
I was trying to make it cooler than it was. I like that. But now that you've seen some of those, who is it that you would like to be quarantined with? Let's start with in the basketball world and then we'll just go life in general. In the basketball world, I'm going to pick one from the WNBA and one from the NBA. I like that. So WNBA would be my teammate, Chelsea Gray. Yes. Uh, We just have that like point guard forward connection. She's the homie. We enjoy the same things. Occasionally now we'll FaceTime and she'll send me like the wine that she knows I love or they're playing a game and they just do, you know, stupid stuff at the house. So I would really thoroughly, and she's hilarious. She can imitate and mimic anybody. So I think just for laughs, I would definitely say Chelsea Gray on the WNBA side. On the NBA side, I think Clay Thompson would be a good one. Yes, he's fun. Clay Thompson is just a cool dude. I mean, you know, he's like smart, just intelligent. He's like the most interesting, the most interesting man in the world. Yeah. And I think that his kind of fun is almost perfectly tailored for quarantine time. Exactly. Like he likes chilling out at the house. He loves his dog. So I, I'm, you know, I'm in a dog so we could go for like hikes and stuff like that. Um, His girlfriend's cool. So I think all of us would just get along great. It's funny because when I thought from the WNBA side and the NBA side, I'm going with similar, similar options. I thought I couldn't go anywhere but with you for quarantine. That's so sweet. (laughs) So I was like, all right, so I'll pick someone from the Sparks. There we go. But also someone from the Warriors. When I was thinking on the NBA side, Steph Curry, solely because, I mean, he's fun, obviously. He'd be just you know, the the perfect guy to hang out with, to spend the time with. But Steph and Aisha, just this week, when I was thinking. That's what I was going to ask. Is it bonus with the family? Like the the family comes with. I think you have to like take the entire scenario into consideration. Because I'm thinking Steph and Aisha just this week hosted this awesome worship service on Instagram Live. Aisha is cooking every single meal because I believe she's working on a new cookbook. So that'd be incredible. Plus, you know, he's getting some good workouts in with her. So you could take advantage of that. And then they have like the cutest kids effort that you could spend your time with perhaps running around outside. And I think the level of shape that I'm in or not in at this point is probably about equal with the workout they've been putting Cannon through. Did you see the video of Cannon? I did. That was the (laughs) cutest thing ever. But I will pause you. I will pause you, Kristen. Um, I love my daughter. I'm going to start off by saying that. I love kids. I don't know if quarantining <laughs> with kids right now is the way to go. So I do want to caution, caution. Yes, I want to caution this you. This must be one of those grass is greener. It kind of weighed in my decision to choose Clay as the person I'm quarantining with because he doesn't have any kids. So I love children. They're great. It's funny you say that because my reasoning for picking both you and Steph were because of your kids. It's like, I know I love hanging out with Layla. She and I make TikToks together. Like, I know I love Steph and Aisha's kids. But you may have a point there. It's April 30th. Is the They extended the quarantine till April 30th. So I just want you to know it's not like it's an on-off switch. Like, there's no off switch. This is like still kind of the beginning of this. Yep. And I have a 10-year-old, so I feel like I'm the lucky one. There are some that have like three and four-year-olds, and I just look at their Instagrams, and I'm like, God bless you. Like, it's I don't- full on. Yes, all, all day, the time. Every There's day. no off switch. Life in general, then, if you were looking beyond basketball, who would you want to be quarantined with? I love The Daily Show. That is my Ooh, favorite yeah. show. And actually, <laughs> I still am watching it during the quarantine when he's doing it from his living room. Which, don't you think that some of those are better? I've been I watching do. Jimmy Fallon. Like, I think that some of them are a lot better. It's like, why not once a week moving forward, do it like this? Dude, I'm sure they would prefer. Um, their families probably don't. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah would be one of those that would keep me up on the news of the coronavirus, but kind of keep it light. A joke here and there. He's extremely intelligent. Like, I love history documentaries, so I'm sure he would have no issue watching those with me. My family is not so much into, I was watching the Washington history documentary and they all like split off the couch. So anyway, I would have somebody to do that with and it would be fun. (laughs) Kristen, what about you? That's a great answer because you get the intelligent side, but uh, still, you know, a good hearted kind of, yeah. I think for the same reason, but she'd probably be less about the news delivery. I'd choose Ellen. 
I like that a lot. <laughs> I like Have you Ellen. seen some of her quarantine videos, by the way? So she's like FaceTiming all of these celebrities to check in. Everyone seems annoyed. It makes it that much funnier. Like, hey, uh, you know, Justin, Timberlake, what are you Oh, you just happened to, to pick and Justin. Yeah, I just happened okay. to pick her calling Justin. Well, so obviously I choose to be quarantined with someone who has the ability to FaceTime Justin. However, no, see, I didn't choose Justin, though. I chose Ellen. I was really proud of you because I thought for sure Justin Timberlake was going to be your choice. Justin and Jessica would be a good choice also because, you know, same kind of thing. Like, you'd have fun, but also you would stay fit and perhaps eat healthy. I don't know. Look at the two of them. But Ellen would be my choice. She seems bored also. She seems very bored. And I think and she doesn't have fun. any children. She has dogs. Right. Which means she gets to sleep in. She can hang out. They go outside. I mean, it yeah. seems like the ideal quarantine situation. It's perfect. You know what I think we should do is check elsewhere in the NBA because Damian Lillard is on the phone and we've got to see what he's been up to in these days. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. Lillard got Lillard, long range three. And it's good! The Bay Area Bomber. This guy is nice on the mic, and I'm proud to present Dame Dollar. The perennial all-star, Damian Lillard, joining us now, assuming it's because you had literally nothing nothing else else to to do do. today. (laughs) Well, thank you for saying yes. We appreciate it. I'm trying to make it up to y'all for all-star. Oh, you're sweet. You had other other things to do then. It's very true. I was busy at that time in my life. <laughs> but now if you said no, we knew it was just because you didn't like us. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can't say no now. There's no excuses now. Literally none. I tried to find some and I was like, there's none. Right, like, oh, I guess I've got to do this. Yeah, what, <laughs> what, though, have your days looked like? Your quarantine days looked like? It looks like a struggle. I get up in the morning. My son, my son, he wakes up every day like seven thirty, um, and I'm usually up with him, putting on either Paw Patrol or Mickey Mouse, something like that. Do you hum the the intro to those shows? Oh, I know all those yep. intros and all the songs they sing. I didn't watch Moana twenty five times in the last week. <laughs> We will pay you money right now to sing the Moana song. How much money? <laughs> Any amount. You name your price. <laughs> I, need that on, I need that on paper. Man, you need to do a remix, Dame. What, Moana? There we go. Yes. That's a hit. The kids version, huh? Yeah. That's a good idea. It's funny, though, that that was the first thing you brought up because the conversation Candace and I were having right before you joined us is who in the basketball world you'd like to be quarantined with. Pick somebody from the WNBA and somebody from the NBA. And I chose, well, Candace from the WNBA. One of the reasons being because I love her, but also because I love Layla and we hang out all the time. And then from the NBA, I chose Steph and Aisha. And I was like, you know, Aisha could cook for me and, and, and I love their kids and look at the little workouts Cannon's going through. And Candace was like, listen, you need to think twice about choosing to quarantine with anybody who has a little one because your days will look significantly different. <laughs> and you started immediately with that. Especially Steph and Aisha because they got three kids. That's what I said. So that's that's busy, busy, all different ages. Yeah, yeah. So if I was going to quarantine and I didn't have kids, I would choose a place with no kids because <laughs> they all cute and innocent and all that stuff. Until you got, you have no choice. We love them, and you can't give them back. <laughs> that's the thing, like, especially in quarantine. You can't you can't drop them off anywhere. Yeah. Who then if you And they were- slick. They are really slick. Like a lot smarter than you than you would think they are. Hmm. And your son just turned two, right? My he son just had turned a two on March 29th, three days ago. And he pulled one of the slickest moves that he's pulled in his two years of life. <laughs> the day before yesterday. So he wouldn't take a nap, right? He kept getting out of the bed and like walking to where his toys were. So I finally grab him and I take him in there and I'm like, I'm just going to take a nap with him. So I lay down in his bed and this Paw Patrol truck, he won't put down. So I take the truck from him and I hand him Mickey Mouse. So I'm holding the truck and I like doze off for like 20 minutes. I doze off and um, I wake up and he's looking at me 
but he's like, like I see his hand like near my stomach, like he's pushing something towards me. And I like look down and I, I'm holding Mickey Mouse and he has the truck in his hand. And he's like looking at me in my face to see if I'm gonna wake up. And I was just like, I couldn't believe it. Telling you. I couldn't believe it. He did a deal. He did a deal while you were sleeping. He finessed me. Like, <laughs> he did. <laughs> I cannot believe he did that. <laughs> like, I didn't even think that his brain could. Oh, no. Kids are way beyond their years. Yeah. They're smart. They really are. Well, these have been very helpful life lessons for me, you two. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, Kristen. <laughs> I don't know if we're what? scaring you or what. what? Proceed with caution. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who then, Dame, same question to you. Who in the basketball world, if you could quarantine anywhere or with anybody, who would it be? If I had to pick somebody um, from the NBA, I would choose probably CJ. That was not I okay. And I thought that. that he, and yeah. you took that long. Like, hold I on. knew he would choose CJ. I had to think. I had to think because. CJ would be peer pressuring me into a lot of stuff. Like, so I had to think about if I wanted to deal with that. Um, Positive or negative? Like, would he be the guy that's like, let's get up and work out? And you're like, no, thanks. Or would he be the guy that's like, let's just no, eat pancakes? I would be the one telling him, let's get up and work out. But he would just be like, oh, it's hard. It's hard. Like, TJ, CJ just like rescued a dog just randomly. I saw. Which is a, which is a, great, which is a great thing. But... Like, he would have never done that before. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I would have been a part of that. So now I have to live with a dog. See, he doesn't have kids either. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I had to, I had to really think about it. So I would, I would do CJ just because CJ is, like, he eats good. So I would, I would know that I got a good meal coming. He keeps some good wine on, on hand. That's a necessity. I, I've got mm-hmm. in the wine. So. Mm. It would have been, he got a nice house. Mm. I mean, I, I would have been able to, I would say CJ and then from the WNBA. You can't choose Candace. I already chose her and you cannot triple up with us. All right. Well, you we were coming to your house, Kristen, just FYI. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the kids say that. We could do that. Yeah. Everybody just come to your house. Everybody yeah, just come you to your guys house. come to me and leave all the kids at home. I would say probably Liz Cambage. Because she's a DJ and we would be able to oh, entertain, sure. entertain ourselves. Keep the party going. That's what you need. And that's what I'm saying. We had CJ on our podcast earlier in the year and really? enjoyed, enjoyed talking to him. Um, yeah, oh, yes. He, has, he said yes to us even when he had other things to do. Damn. Yeah, he was coming in from a road trip and all that stuff. And he was juggling <laughs> wow. stuff. And well, he's you know, he's the but... king of podcasts and all this stuff. So <laughs> no surprise. But CJ, um, we had a great time. Great talk with him and everything. And he, he spoke about you and his relationship and things like that. So can you kind of talk us through just your relationship with CJ, how it grew? You guys seem to be very close teammates. Obviously, you picked him to be your quarantine partner so yeah well and did you meet on twitter because he mentioned that to us as well yeah we met on twitter because my junior year in college i broke my foot i broke my fifth metatarsal jones fracture and um basically me and our strength coaches at weaver state and our whole little performance staff there we kind of just put a whole routine together you know about just kind of bouncing back from that injury and um I came back like more explosive. I had a good surgery and everything that we did kind of worked out perfect. So the following year I left school, but CJ was still in school and he had the same injury. So when he had the injury, being at a small school, having a similar injury that I had kind of being in the same situation, he reached out to me and I just kind of shared everything I did with him. He was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to get picked. And I was like, you're going to be a lottery pick. (laughs) He was like, Nah, man, I don't know. You just never know. I'm coming off injury. This is my fourth year and all this stuff. And I was like, trust me, I I just did it. You're going to be like, you're going to be good. So we kind of interacted back and forth for a while over that, just kind of how that process was for him. And just he was updating me like, what did you do at this stage? What did you do at that stage? And I just kind of kept kind of talking him through it, keeping his head up about the draft. And then um, we met at the 
Um, what is the little the show where they the where they figure out which pick you get? What is that show? Uh, the draft lottery. The draft lottery. <laughs> so I, I was representing the Blazers. I was I was representing um, the Blazers at the draft lottery, and that's where I met them at. And then we ended up picking them. So when our pick came up in the draft, I texted them. I sent them the eyeball emoji, and we actually picked them. So it was it's cool. How do guys like you and him stay in shape during times like this? Though, because I've talked to Candace a lot about what she's doing, and the level of shape Candace has to be in is very different than the level of shape I have to be in. <laughs> There's a standard that you've got to continue to meet. How do you do that, especially when you don't know if, when the season's going to return? I think for for a lot of us, you know that has been in the league and been professional athletes for a while, we have a grip on our bodies and what works, what doesn't work. So for me, I know usually when the season ends and I just take a lot of time off and I'm eating whatever and I'm staying up late and going to parties and whatever I'm doing, I know that's usually when I get out of shape and when I like gain a little bit of weight. Um, So I know that I just need to stay active. So like the last couple years where the playoffs ended, I kind of would just hike and swim and do hot yoga and just do stuff to stay active so my body is doing something. And right now, that's kind of the same thing I'm doing. I'm treating it like like the season is over, and I'm just trying to make sure I keep my body right and stay in some kind of shape. So when we do come back, you know, I'm not going to come back feeling like I haven't sprint, sprinted up and down the court in months and haven't ran and did nothing. I'm just trying to find anything to do. So um that's where I'm at so I hope everybody else doing the same thing because you know people be coming back eight ten pounds heavier (laughs) and that's the thing that I don't think people understand especially as you get into your upper 20s and into your 30s you can do that stuff when you're 18 19 20 years old and probably not gain a pound but I've seen a lot of Instagrams and there's been a lot of eating going on so it's gonna be really interesting to see who comes back and how they take those steps. Like in the NBA, how do you take those steps? Because really this is like, if it's two months off, this really is like the summer and you're jumping back into pretty much the middle of the season. If, if it does continue. I mean, like same thing I said, you gotta, you gotta deal with these types of situations with like some level of caution of just, you know, it's a chance that we're going to have to come back. So you can't just be out here eating, eating, eating. Like, oh, well, they haven't told us nothing. You got to know in the back of your mind that it can be at any moment, you know. And when we come back, it's not going to be like training camp and then we got a full season to get into shape. It's going to be like we're coming back. The teams that got a chance to make the playoffs going to be you got to hit the ground running. Um, and, you know, it ain't, it ain't going to be like that period where you can kind of play yourself into it. You got to be ready. So I think what guys do during this time is going to determine how, you know, successful they are at that. Like for us, we trying to get the eighth spot. So the way I'm thinking is if I can stay in shape and stay active and come back and it takes me less time to get back going than everybody else. Now we really got a chance to, to get that spot. And then once we do get into the playoffs, however that shakes out, like, nobody's going to be really that much ahead of, you know, if we are HC, because they might be rusty and we might be able to sneak anybody. So I think we got to have a mentality of we can come in and, you know, this could be a, a crazy ending to the season. You know, if we come correct and everybody else is, you know, kind of BSing and eating and drinking and whatever else they want to do. What have you been told about what the season could look like then if it comes back? Or do you think that it could be over? I think it's a possibility because it's um, obviously a a significant enough situation for that to happen um, with so many businesses and um, companies closing down. I mean, nothing is going on. We didn't have an NCAA tournament. Um, You know, overseas, they shutting down leagues overseas. We obviously haven't played in in weeks. The Olympics. Olympics. Wimbledon. Like, if they canceled the Olympics, like, I mean – that tells you right there that it's significant enough for the season to be canceled. So I know it's a possibility, um, but I also know that they're doing everything in their power um, for it not to go down like that. So you got to be prepared for that. And um, that's kind of what I'm, that's where I'm at with it. Do you think if the season does continue uh, that teams like 
Portland who were having trouble with injuries and, and guys that were hurt. This gives you guys a little bit more time to get right, to get healthy, to be able to, to be at an equal playing field when you step back on the court. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we know for sure if the season resumes, we're going to have Nurk back. We're going to have Zach back. And that's our starting power forward and our starting center. So that changes things dramatically for us. Um, so it, it then comes to, are we going to be, you know, in shape and ready to go once they say, all right, we back to playing? Because if that's the case, you know, we got, I think, the second or third easiest schedule um, for the rest of the way. So not only will we be healthy, but we'll, you know, be in favor because of our, you know, strength of schedule. And then who knows what can happen? You know, once we make that push and get in, I'm pretty sure that we're not the team that um, those, those teams will want well, to be I just, I just want to go, and this is not because you were a guest of the, of the show, but I've said that if Portland can get in that A spot, that's trouble. And I've been on record saying that if you guys can get healthy and get in the A spot, nobody wants to face It'll you guys. Trouble. It would oh, be no, trouble. I, I've said on NBA TV, I think, more times than I can count now. I will not bet against Damian Lillard. There's something about when you have a chance or you even think there's a chance, no matter at what point in a game or a series it is, I legitimately believe you're going to take over. I, I believe it every single time. And I know you do. L- let me, though, ask you about something entirely different because we know you're also working on your music during this time. Mm-hmm. And saw, let's see, what, one week ago, you teased a mixtape and said that it would feature, quote, something me and Shaq did. Oh, yeah, that was, a, that was a fact. What can you tell us about this? So, um, basically, I'm doing one of the songs on the mixtape. I was just basically talking about the quarantine, like what, what it's been like for me, how my life is different, and what the experience has been like. And I reached out to a few other people who are, who I felt like fans and, you know, people would want to know, like, what are they doing? So all of them, some of them are NBA players that might not even be recognized as rappers. But they was like, all right, let's do it. So I think that'll make it really cool. But I wanted because of, like, me and Shaq's history as rappers and, like, what happened between us earlier this year. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So, um it's definitely like it's it's a done deal. It's already done. Wow, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, you're gonna be surprised when you see some of the people that rapped. Okay, y'all gonna I, be surprised. I can't wait. So when do we expect to to see this or to hear it? Rather, I don't have a date because I haven't been to. Well, I think four of it's probably gonna be like six songs, maybe seven. But um, four of them are recorded already, and three of them I still got to record, and I haven't. Obviously, I'm not going to go to a public studio, so I'm building one out in my house right now because I got all all of the equipment, but I just haven't done it. I've been. Can I change what I want to quarantine? He's building a studio. Well, I'm not actually building a studio, but I got all the equipment to just kind of set it up in a room. And okay, but still. I can record that. But. So it's that thing that slipped to the bottom of the to-do list, and now even with unlimited time, you're still kind of putting it off? Yeah, we get it. Yeah, we want to play a game with you before we let you go. All right, we've named what's this. this game. Hang on, hang on. You know, Dame's trying to win, so he wants to know the rules of the hey, game. Yeah, I want to know. Give me this. Don't worry. Yeah, there's no possible way you can lose because this is all about game winners that you've already hit. Oh, it's okay. called game time, Dame time. Okay. Game time. I like that. Dame time. All right. Right now, there's no sports on TV. So people are turning to old games to watch. They're watching old highlights. They're watching NBA TV all day as it plays games throughout other decades. You've had some iconic buzzer beaters in the playoffs that people are obviously going to go back and rewatch. So we're going to quiz you on how well you remember those moments and the circumstances surrounding them. Sound good? Sound fair? Fair. I think he's confident, Candace. I mean, is he ever not? <laughs> All right. We're going to start. We're gonna, you start. should be confident. I would be also if I were it's you. Game time. 
<laughs> Shoot, this is your game. Yeah, you got this. We're going to start in May of 2014. You remember this one, the Western Conference first round game six against the Rockets, the buzzer beater over Houston. Unbelievable. Yeah. Question one. And after we ask you all these questions, we're going to watch back the clip so we can see okay. how many you get right. Okay. Can you name which teammates were on the floor with you when you hit the shot? It was me, Mo Williams, Wes Matthews, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Nick Batum. <gasps> we're not telling him if he got it right yet, Kristen. All right. That's right. So what's your reaction? <laughs> Go with question two. <laughs> Who was guarding you off of the inbounds? Like before it got passed in? Yes. Yes. Parsons. It's like light work. <laughs> we should have picked a harder game for this guy. <laughs> Number I three. Mean, y'all could have picked less obvious plays. <laughs> no, but we want to go with the iconic ones that we thought okay. maybe you had seen more than once. But now I realize we should have picked something completely obscure to try and stump you. Okay. Question three. How much time was on the clock when the ball left your hands? Mm, maybe point three or four. Ooh, that's close. Actually, point five. Candice, question four. Who was the first teammate that hugged you when the shot went in? Nick Baton. <laughs> I honestly thought that maybe he'd miss some of these. Yeah. I was too. wrong. Well, he took the ball out. And he thought I was going to miss. So he started walking back the other way. And then it went in and he was like. So was this confirmed? Like he said, I thought you missed. No, but when I saw the replay, when I was shooting it, he started walking toward the locker room. Like he didn't really think it was going to go in. And then he turned around. The way he turned around, I could tell he was surprised it went in. Wow. And then had the audacity to hug you. Right. (laughs) All right. Question five. And the final question about this particular play. After the game, you take the in arena mic and you yelled something. What did you yell? Rim <laughs> Let's roll the clip. A three wins the series. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. Lillard got it. Got it. I see Batum now. You see him? Yeah. Get the kid with the big guts watch him, watch him, watch him. to win the series. Damian Lillard sends Portland to the second <laughs> round. <laughs> we wasn't even supposed to do that, though. I had never looked at Nick. He was walking the other way. Yeah, you were surprised. I, I just... I something about it when, it when I first saw the replay the next day. I mean, to me, when you watch old clips, as we've been able to see, like, games being replayed and people younger and all that stuff, like, when they run that back, do you still get the same feeling that you got when you hit that shot? I just get chills now when I see that one because that was my second year. And that was, like, my first playoff series. And I just remember um, the play was for us to just, like, sprint towards half court and we was going to try to lob it over the top so L.A. could, like, just get a tip in, of course, overtime. But when I was walking on the court, Mo Williams was like, F that, go get the ball. You go to the ball. Just run to the ball. And I was walking to my spot. And I just wasn't worried. I don't remember being, like, worried about, like, if we would have lost that game, we was going back to Houston for, I think, a game seven. We was going back to Houston for, like, game seven. And I wasn't, I wasn't worried about that. I was just like, we ain't going back. Like, I never felt like we was going back. So, when I see it now, I'm like, how was I not, like, like more concerned, you know? It's weird. I think, though, that that's what normal people watching you feel all the time. Like, how was he not, not more concerned? That's the best way to put it. And you never are. I mean, like... The shot burst OKC, we was it was a tie game. So wait, Laker no, missed. hang on, hang on. No, That's wait. part two of our wait, game. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. <laughs> Don't you step on the toes of the game. <laughs> bad. Back to game time, game time, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the second clip we've pulled. 
as you've mentioned, from April of 2019, the Western Conference round one game five against the Thunder, the buzzer beater over OKC. Question one, what was the score tied at during that final possession? The score was... <gasps> I don't remember. Did we stop it? We got, I think we got him. We need an exact score. Time. All right, give us a guess then. 112 to 112. <laughs> Actually, a very good guess. Yeah, that's pretty All good. Right. Yeah, my, what was it? Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll find out when we watch the clip. Um, number two, you crossed half court with 12.8 seconds left on the clock. How many dribbles did you take before you shot it? Ten. Another good guess. I mean, I wouldn't. There's no way I would know that. We've stumped yeah. him, Kristen. Well, Pretty cocky. Questions got harder. Game. Yeah. The questions <laughs> got harder for sure. I know the score. I just couldn't think of it right now. Might have been 114 to 115 to 115. Are we going to give him that? Are go we gonna... answer this question. We're not going to give you. No. Partial credit. I think we beat him 118 to 115, right? Okay. Next question, wow. Kristen. Wow. Hey, he comes through in Dame time. His Dame time. I told you I didn't want to take too much time, take too much of y'all time. Like, I was like, damn. When the I know this answer, but are the highest. That's when he comes through. All right, question three: Who was guarding you? Paul George. <laughs> With a laugh. Why'd you giggle when you said it? That's disrespectful. Because, like, that's the easy, that's the easiest question y'all have asked today. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Who were the TNT announcers calling the game? Kevin McHale was one of them. I forget who else. I just remember um, seeing Kevin McHale looking shocked because he was coaching the Rockets the first time I did it. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's think So it was the same face. He would have known. He just had a look like, like, did I just see this again? <laughs> like, it's almost like the, the memory coming back to him. Like, no. like he froze. He froze. <laughs> I saw him on camera. Well, along with Coach McHale, Brian Anderson, and Stephanie Reddy were on the call. Fifth and final question. You usually hit the dagger by celebrating. You point to your wrist, of course, the dame time. But this time, you did something different. What did you do? I waved goodbye. (laughs) That was one of the most iconic memes. (laughs) The best. That I've ever seen where he's like this and just looking at the camera and everybody's going hype around him. I'm sorry. I can't wait to see the clip. I'm excited about it. You know what was crazy about that? That was like when I when they all like tackled me I was just like I'm not getting stuck at the bottom. So I was like wrestling people (laughs) off and once I realized I was just like on top of other people and I was like all right, cool. And um, I was just looking up to, like, see, like, how can I get up? And the camera was right there. And I literally just looked at the camera. I didn't even mean to make a face or <laughs> but nothing. But, Dame, your face no, was iconic. Iconic. <laughs> it was like, you know, when it was like, I'm not a rapper and everybody's going crazy around him, holding it. That Like, that's what that was. Everybody was going nuts around you. And you were just like, yeah, I expect this. I did a commercial. <laughs> this is funny. I did a commercial, like, three weeks ago or a month ago. And um, they wanted to, like, recreate that moment as, like, this funny – it was, like, a funny thing, though. And they had me, like, laying on the sideline with a camera right there. And I could not do it. <laughs> like, I, could, <laughs> I couldn't repeat that. I just couldn't do it again. That's how I know I didn't do it on purpose because I just, just couldn't do it. But that, I feel like, is such a perfect picture of, like, you – and everybody else. Like, everybody's losing their mind in that big moment, and you're just steady and sure and certain. You know what? We have to watch the clip. All right, roll it again. Is off. Portland has a timeout. Lillard, a chance to send the Thunder home. That's 10 dribbles, is that right? 12. 12. 12 12 dribbles. Close. And you did guess the Yo. score right. Yeah, look. That's oh, iconic. My goodness. Look at that shot. I mean, the game, the series was over. You know, that was it. And uh, I was just waving goodbye to him. <laughs> Man, I got chills watching that. I love, me too. I get excited again. It's funny you mentioned Mikhail because you can tell even by what he said, like, 
did he just do that again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah he, I definitely saw his face and I was like, damn, he was coaching the Rockets when I made the first one. Yeah. Well, listen, Dame, is that attitude is the reason why it's Dame time. There's no doubt that when you have a big shot, you're going to knock it down. And yeah. it's nice to know that you have the confidence for that. Thank you so much for yes. taking time out of your extremely busy quarantine day. <laughs> yeah, I've been to so chat busy. With us. We really appreciate it. I appreciate y'all. Thank you again, Dame. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, Kristen. So in the spirit of not having anything to do, and I am a big prankster, regardless of whether it's April Fool's or not. Okay, but you know what? I thought anybody who pulls an April Fool's Day prank, you know what? Enough. Like we have, but I knew if anybody was going to, it'd be you. (laughs) So this morning, uh, Layla had just finished internet school. And so... I have this like meme that basically says the governor of California basically said that all the kids that are going to have to redo the grade that they're missing this year, next year. So Layla's eating lunch and I just casually am like, hey, so the governor just sent out an email and he said that you're going to have to redo fifth grade again. And her eyes like got really big. I'm so mad at myself for not getting on tape, but her eyes got big and she's like, wait, at my new school or at the same school I'm at? And I was like, because no. Because this is a big deal. This is like not just fifth to sixth grade. This is middle school. Exactly. And so she's like, wait, so I may have to redo fifth grade at the same at the same school. I was like, yes. And I'm like, but, oh wait, hold on, I'm reading it. But it says that if you want to do summer school every day except for Sunday from eight to five, like they could, you could do it. And she's like, so she sits there and she's like eating her toast. <laughs> it's just like mad and her face is whatever. She's like, let me see the email. And so I show her the email and then she sees it and she's like, hey, it's like real. And I'm like, yeah, I told you. And then she scrolls down. And she's like, April Fool's. No, like, mom, like, no. <laughs> so right. that's, uh, you know, that's my April Fool's Day. I, we, get, we get each other every year. So it's, uh, it's not as bad as the dad that made his kids actually get ready for school. Yeah. And he has a video of them waiting for the bus and then he tells them it's April Fool's. I didn't go that far. (laughs) It depends on how long you make them wait. (laughs) For being honest. Candace, it is not an April Fool's joke. We have not one, but two guests on Ledlow and Parker this week. And Sabrina Ionescu is on the phone now. Watch Sabrina Ionescu dominate college basketball for yet another season. She has just become the first player in Division I history with 2,000 points, 1,000 assists, and 1,000 rebounds. A historic mark set by Sabrina Ionescu. Kristen, I'm really excited for our next guest, uh, College National Player of the Year, Sabrina Ionescu, is joining us. It's been so much fun watching you play in college. Thank you so much for taking time, I'm sure, out of your busy day. <laughs> Thank you for having me. And accept, accept those compliments, by the way, from Candace right now before she becomes a competitor because she will not yeah. be nice anymore. She will it's not okay. be nice. True. That's not true. I'm nice. I'm very nice. No, but um, nice. what have the last couple of weeks been looking like for you with, with all of this? You know, everything with... The quarantine kind of happened so fast. Can you kind of give us a rundown of, of what that's looked like? Yeah, um, I mean, it, it definitely happened really fast. Um, and I think, you know, we got lucky because we were able to play our, our tournament. And obviously, you know, the men were in Vegas when it happened and they weren't even able to play. So I think we were fortunate. Um, obviously, it sucks, but it was the right move that needed to be made. Um, but really staying about my business, still working out every single day, um, getting in gyms. I'm, I'm home now, so it's a little bit easier to get access to some private gyms um, with people that I've known for, for a long time. Um, staying at home a lot, doing yoga, reading. Um, started school two days ago, uh, so this is my last quarter of my master's program. So trying to dive into that and um, trying to become better out of all of this, not really using this time to, to get, um, to stay complacent with where I am. 
What do these next couple of weeks look like for you? Because the draft is still happening on the 17th. Mm-hmm. You were instrumental. I, I credit your tweet for that draft being moved to ESPN, by the way. But what are these I days don't to come? Gonna, mm. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I know the draft's the 17th. Uh, we'll be watching it on TV. Um, and then hopefully, I mean, I have no idea when they're going to start things. I, I'm assuming everything's going to be pushed back similarly to the NBA. So hopefully maybe by uh, June um, we'll be able to start getting meeting with our teams and, and starting to work out, but uh, really just focusing on what I can control. So staying here, uh, going on runs, staying in shape, getting in the gym, uh, working on my core and, and a lot of body weight stuff. So really just doing everything that I can to stay healthy uh, basketball wise, but also make sure to, to stay in the house and, and practice social distancing. Man, it had to be, um, you know, obviously an up and down year for you. You had some amazing uh, uh, wins. I, I enjoyed watching you play at Connecticut. That was probably one of my favorite favorite wins of yours. And, you know, just in terms of just all the things personally gone through in, in, in the basketball family, but also on a, on, a, on a bright note, just Steph Curry, you know, coming to your games and, and, and really supporting women's basketball. You know, I think that that's very special. You've, you've kind of put that on the map of making statement tweets that make people come and respect the game of women's basketball. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely been um, a year of a lot of highs and a, a lot of lows, um, but it's definitely rewarding um, being able to see him, you know, especially come, come to the games and having a relationship with him, but also a relationship with a lot of the other NBA and also WNBA players, especially being able to play against the national team this year. And, and kind of having a, a relationship with them and then hopefully um, continuing that relationship. But it's awesome to see where the game is, has been growing and kind of where we put it, you know, on the map this year. I think we got the most attention we've ever had this year. Um, I feel like every single game, you know, that was on TV, there was people watching, NBA players watching and, and tweeting about us. And so I think it was really cool to be able to do that for women's basketball, not even necessarily for Oregon women's basketball. Um, but hopefully it's just going to continue to grow and, and excited to see where, where it leads us to. And I don't know that enough is being made or has been made of the day in February where you spoke at a dear friend of yours and ours memorial that morning. And then you go on to set an NCAA record with 2000 points, a thousand rebounds and a thousand assists that night. I mean, in less than 24 hours, you talk about highs and lows. How, how, how did you do that day? How did you carry all of what you carried on that day? Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be a lot easier than it was. Um, just like before when I got the phone call and called my coach and asked if I was going to be able to do it, he said, you know, if, if you can handle it, yes, like that's an opportunity that you need to do. And so I was like, oh, of course, like, no worries. I'll just go speak and then I'll be able to fly in and and come back for the game. And then, um, everything was okay. I mean, you know, obviously the sadness and whatever that came with it. But, um, as soon as I landed, I think it all had kind of hit me. So I wasn't able to warm up with the team. Um, I was like lightheaded throwing up. And I think it was just a lot of that, those highs and lows hit me all at once. Um, so somehow made it through the game. I don't really remember the game. I mean, my head was in a cloud. Um, and so I was still like not myself throwing up for like three or four days after that. And then finally was able to start kind of settling down by being in Eugene and like not traveling and um, took a day off of practice or half day off of practice. I, I made it halfway and then was like, okay, I got to suit up and start practicing. Um, but I mean, it was tough. I don't think I had envisioned it being as tough as it was going to be. And then uh, I just think my body kind of shut down uh, right after I, I came back from that. Well, a trainer that you, you know, you work out with, Alex Bazell, uh, obviously Nafisa as well. You guys are, are seen working out together. What can you say about women's basketball and kind of taking on that mentality of, working and and getting better together and improving. And that's something that I know just being in workouts with Kobe, he was all about just continuing to grow and improve and help, you know, pass on his knowledge to the future generation. Yeah. I mean, it's really a family and, you know, he, even working out with Alex and Kobe and 
they're trying, they're not looking at you at, as a woman's basketball player. They're looking at you as a ball player, regardless of your height, what you look like, the color of your skin, your gender. I mean, if you're a ball player, you're a ball player and they're going to do what they can to make you a better basketball player in person. And so I think this summer that was eye opening, and I was able to see that because he, particularly Alex worked me out just the same as he would worked out Kyrie Irving right after me. And so that was cool to be able to watch that there was no difference between our workouts. He didn't approach the workout any, any differently because I was a female or uh, because Kyrie was in the NBA. And so I know that that was awesome for me to be able to see. And, and that was awesome to be able to carry that as I move forward and, and knowing how to approach the game if I'm ever in the position to be able to try and, you know, influence those around me. I know that your college season ended much differently than I would guess last year this time when you decided to do it yet again, you could have possibly imagined it would have ended. But when you look back at the time that you spent at Oregon, of course, you're training for what's next. But when you look back, what is it that you want people to remember about you? Um, I mean, hoping to be, you know, I, I came into the program when it wasn't really anything and uh, kind of changed the the entire dynamic of at the university uh, and uh, in women's basketball, not only at Oregon, but, you know, kind of globally. And so hoping just to be one of those people that, you know, I can say that that was me. I was part of, I was part of that group of people that came in and took a chance on a program and believed in the coaches and was able really to change how culture views women's basketball. Um, and so, I mean, if you've ever been to one of the games there, I mean, we sell out almost every single game and it's just crazy to, to be, you know, come from my freshman year when there was about a thousand to 2000 people in the stands to now having 12,000 people and people fighting over tickets. And so it's awesome to be able to have been a part of that and to be able to see the change in the community and how young girls and boys are all starting to to want to play basketball and not care that, you know, they're watching women's basketball. They didn't care if it was women's or men's, they just wanted to be able to see us and uh, we were able to connect with them. And so I think that's something that I'm definitely going to hold on to forever. Well, one of the things I actually did a couple shows at Pac-12 Network your freshman year, and that was when you guys went on a run that not many people expected you guys to go on, both in the Pac-12 tournament as well as in the NCAA tournament. And it was the mentality that I remember talking about that you guys had at a young age. What is the mentality you're now going to carry into playing in the WNBA? Because it is a different style of basketball, but I do think that the mentality – of a player is what separates, you know, good from great. Yeah. Um, and that mentality changed, uh, through my four years, you know, we coming in my first year, we were, we were just trying to get wins. We were trying to surprise teams, teams overlooked us. And, um, then you go through, you know, my four years and then we had a target on our back and every team had to, had, was coming and giving, giving us their best shot. And so, um, I think that challenged us and that made us, you know, better. I mean, we had to come in every single, every single game, every single practice prepared or else the team was going to come and beat us. And so I think how you go about your business from, you know, as soon as the summer starts and you're able to put in, you know, hours working out with the team to, to how it ends, the process is really what's important and, and how you take on that day. And regardless if you're ranked one or if you're ranked 50, you got to take on that process and be the best that you can and really focus on yourself because at the end of the day, it's you versus you. It's not you versus the other team. And so uh, learning all those highs and lows through uh, those four years is something that I, I'm going to take uh, with me, hopefully, if I'm able to play professional basketball and just enjoy the process of learning all the highs and lows and um, just being really grateful to be in the position that I'll be in. We know a lot about you now. Basketball fans obviously know a lot about you now. But for those fans that listen to this show that perhaps don't know you, we want to know before we let you go, three things that maybe we wouldn't have known otherwise. It can be anything? Yeah, it can be anything. There's no rules. Anything. It can be your favorite show, whatever you want to watch, whatever you want to talk about. Yes. Um, I'm ambidextrous. But like in everything? Uh, basically, yes. Like I can write, kick. Yeah. Um, I smell a lot of things. I almost smell everything actually. I'm really like, okay. The way you started off that sentence, I was like, I smell. And then I was like, you're going to continue, right? Yeah. Like I smell food before I eat it. Okay. Um, Okay. Like I'm a big, like I'm a big smeller. Any Um, odd things that you smell that it's like, wait, why is she smelling that? Like shirts, like I'll just, I can just know, um, yeah, 
I, I don't know. I just, just, just everything. Sense. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sense stuff. Um, and then another thing, I like to read. I like to read. Oh, okay. what are you reading now? I'm reading the Wizarded series right now. Okay. Very that just cool. came out. That's awesome. Very That's cool. awesome. Um, okay. Last thing. Sorry, I Kristen said, said last thing, last but, thing but this but is we, the last thing. We're assuming you don't actually really have somewhere else to be right now. So this is the real last thing. We're good. We're good. <laughs> so we asked, we had Dame um, on before and we asked him and then Kristen and I both answered. So if you were going to be quarantined with an NBA player and a WNBA player, who would that be? Not necessarily at the same time. Just Yeah, not at the choose. same time. So like you got to choose an NBA player and you got to choose a WNBA player. Um, like that are in the NBA and WNBA at this moment. Yes. I mean, okay. there's really no rules. Whatever you no, want to do. Those are the rules, Kristen. No, okay. okay. There are yeah. rules. Candace um, made the rules. WNBA, I'd probably say Diana Taurasi. Oh, good one. My WNBA player. Um, in the NBA, uh, I'd probably say Steph, just because we're good friends. See, Kristen, okay. here's the thing. I no. I wanted oh, to tell her before because Diana has a child. And Steph has three children. I was trying to tell her, don't quarantine with people that have kids. Listen, Sabrina. It's just not. I chose Steph also because I'm thinking, but I don't have children either. So, okay. Somebody I'm that thinking, has a child. You've got to consider all of quarantine. It's not just, obviously, Steph is awesome to hang out with. It's that you get to eat Aisha's meals. You get to hang out with their adorable children. See, and then Candace cut me off and she's like, that's a bad choice. Because of the number of children and at every age. Well, oh, like to get them sick or just how crazy the house would be? Oh, no. No, like they don't go home. Like they just would be there. There's no off switch with kids. Like, oh, 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 I see. Yeah, see, you guys both don't have kids. This is Candace as a mother of 10 years. Trying to let you know. Warning us. Warning us. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Sabrina and I will be at the Curry's house, Candace. <laughs> oh, but I also chose Candace, so I might be at yours. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Layla can do TikToks. <laughs> Sabrina, thank you again thank you. for taking the time to join us. We so appreciate you. Congratulations on what's been an incredible career thus far. And we absolutely cannot wait to watch what you do next. Thank you. Thanks for having me. What's good? What's good? <laughs> What's good? However long it is that we do these shows from home, remotely, we're, again, just so aware of why we have to do it and how many of you are facing perhaps some of the hardest days that you've had to face. Uh, So we want to end every episode of Ledlow and Parker from home with what's good, something that brought a smile to our faces. Uh, Candice, do you want to start? I do. I think this week, I think the ultimate flex from a basketball point of view is Steve Ballmer bought the forum for $400 million, which is unbelievable. But not only did he do that, he donated $25 million to coronavirus research to hopefully speed up the time period at which we have a vaccine. And he's been huge in, you know, medical research with his foundation in Seattle. And I mean, that says a lot uh, of an owner that definitely wants to donate and and help us all find some type of vaccine that can can stop uh, the coronavirus. I love that because it's a resource that he has plenty of and has the ability to continue investing here. But across the board, it's like we all have the chance to do that. You know, we all have the chance right now to choose the resource that we have maybe a little bit of extra of. And there was a tweet that caught my eye today from our teammate, Ernie Johnson. And he said, my wife of nearly 38 years, Cheryl Ann, I don't know if you've met Cheryl or not, the best, has incredible sewing skills. He says she has machines and computer programs. I don't understand. She makes a lot of adorable outfits for the grandkids, but this is her finest work yet. Her first batch of medical masks with many, many, many more to come. And he attached a photo of what has to be dozens of medical masks that she has taken the time to put together at home. I mean, just when you don't think Ernie Johnson can get any better and his family can get any better, they go and do this. I mean, that's, that's who he is and that's who his family is. And, um, super special 
to hear about things like that of people, like you said, giving their time, their resources, their energy to help others. Well, this again has been one of my favorite parts of the week all week long. I love you, Candace. And I guess we'll do this again next week, right? Yes. I will see you next week. I'm very excited (laughs) about that. I look forward to it. So do I. Right. Yes. Because there's literally nothing else that I'm looking forward to currently on mine. A huge thanks again to Damien and Sabrina as well. And a thanks to all of you who are listening. 